down and we will have some fun. All right, confidence, my sweet, oh, compassionate, empowered confidence. Welcome back to another episode of Confidently and Secure. This is a podcast where we're absolutely sure we don't know everything. And right off the top, like I'm, I'm sure you can tell by the title, we're going to throw a big old trigger warning on this episode because we are talking about sexual and relationship uh, trauma and violence. But we have two incredible, dare I say, empowered women to guide us safely and soundly along this conversation. These two incredible women are the founders of a community and viral Instagram account all about supporting survivors of sexual and relationship violence and trauma. And that is all focused on healing. I am so excited to welcome from I Am Empower, Isa and Nina. Hi, ladies. Hello. I'm so excited to have you guys. I mean, I remember finding out about you guys through posting like the edutainment memes and infographics and things from y'all's page. I mean, y'all's page blew up. I mean, can you tell us a little bit about what exactly I Am Empower is and, and why does it exist? Yeah, so we created I Am Empower really with the goal of creating community around healing for survivors. Mm-hmm. We have other organizations and pages pop up focused on justice or focused on telling your mm-hmm. individual stories, but less focused on what comes next and what does mm-hmm. healing really look like. Um, and we were both, you know, in the middle and still are in the middle of our healing journeys from sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. we really just wanted to create a community around what we wanted to see and the types of things that we wanted to put it out there. I mean, we always joke that I'm Empower is almost like a living journal um, for us (laughs) too, because what we're posting, yeah, what we're posting is coming from like our subconscious and the types of things Mm -hmm. that we're healing from day to day. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's really amazing. No, I mean, I was just going to add that. we, we just realized like when we became best friends in college, we had this shared experience and how valuable mm-hmm. it was to have those conversations around this topic and how helpful it was for our healing journey to feel really validated in mm-hmm. stories and in each other's emotions. And we're mm-hmm. like, how do we, how can we embolden other people to ha- start having these conversations more openly because it was so helpful for us. And so we're mm-hmm. like, let's just start putting this out there into the world and just see what we can do with it. And then it really just started taking off because I think so many people realized, oh my gosh, I didn't have the words to say that this is how I'm feeling. And I feel Mm. so validated now. That's it's so beautiful. Just like not only the messaging, but the actual, and I hate to say brand, because it's more of like a, a a community and a fun, but it really is so beautiful. And I think when you put it in a digestible way. And like you said, kind of this living journal, people can really see themselves in your story and that there's this sort of shared universal thread for people who have gone through this or violence. Um, I, I did want to clarify just for anyone listening, like what constitutes sexual and or relationship trauma? Like what's our range, what's our spectrum? What are we talking about here? I love that question. Yeah, that's actually one of, that's one of the reasons why we created what we created. It's so non-prescriptive is because Mm. 
we really think that it's however you personally feel about an experience. Mm. And so everything that we put out on online and our posts and everything like that, very non-prescriptive. It's not like this is what rape is or this is mm. what sexual coercion is. It's like if you are in an experience that felt icky, how can mm. we give you a way to talk about that that doesn't mm. make you invalidate that it, oh, well, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't rape. But like, mm. okay, then what was it? So like, how can we find words and verbiage to talk about all the in-between that still mm. impacts us so deeply? Wow. And I, I like with the, everything that's happening in the world, you know, with the movements that are happening and even I think like probably spending a lot of time indoors with people, relationships with people that we might have realized weren't healthy relational habits that weren't healthy like what do you realize is the most sort of aha moment from the community is coming to maybe get out of a, a a icky situation or to heal from like what do you guys provide as a as a community yeah I think that we really there are so many different types of people that come to our page there are people mm -hmm. that are really you know far along on their healing journey and feel really comfortable, you know, claiming the title of survivor. But there are also mm. people that, you know, a relationship that they don't know how they feel about. They know that, mm. you know, they have these long standing, you know, patterns or ways of behaving or things that have been impacting them afterwards, but they don't know mm. how to think about, well, what do I call that relationship? Mm. Or what types of language do I want to, you know, use to describe this experience? And I think that there's such a big, you know, emphasis on labeling an experience as assault mm. or as a abusive relationship and all these things. And while there is so much value in that for some people, there are also a lot of people who maybe aren't ready to define mm. or label their experiences. But mm. that doesn't mean that they don't need healing and that doesn't mean that they Oof. don't need support. So I think that that's Oof. been kind of the sweet spot that we've found is supporting mm. those people that maybe aren't ready to label their experiences or define it as, you know, these things, even though we are very clear in, you know, describing our page as being a place for survivors of sexual mm. and relationship violence. I think the word trauma is a little bit broader because it allows mm. people to define, you know, their experience. However, it was, that doesn't mean that you still haven't experienced trauma. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I we had um, Katie Morton on the podcast not long ago. She uh, released a book this year about uh, it, it was called Traumatized and talking about like big T and little T and sometimes not realizing you had a T until many, many years, decades later. But I think what you guys are doing is so important because you said it's providing a, a not only a resource but a place to look at this and go oh there's like a shitload of people here that like and repost and share the same thing that I resonate with I wonder is the majority of your following women yeah it is actually around 80 to 90 percent women it kind of fluctuates in there mm. so obviously I mean 10 percent is still thousands of mm. others um mm. or however different types of people that identify in any type of way that also come mm -hmm. on. Um, mm -hmm. But it is interesting, like the age range and where we're at in the world and um, different countries, it is just all over the place. Um, mm. And I know I've had conversations with my mom about things that she's learned from her page. I've had wow. conversations with um, my sister and my friends and like, it really just spans generations and 
especially I think mm -hmm. older generations where they didn't have the space to actually realize like, oh, maybe I don't have to have sex with my husband. Maybe mm -hmm. that's actually not healthy or like things like that, that like maybe um, certain different types of, of women or people or different generations didn't have never had the space to think about before. And then mm -hmm. they realize like, oh, actually what this person is doing is kind of manipulative, like, mm -hmm. huh. And then looking mm. back on all their all their previous instances or experiences that they've had and realizing like, oh, okay, maybe this is something label and I can protect myself from going forward because now I know what it is. Mm. You know what's interesting about what, what I realized when you, you were just saying that is um, I had mentioned off camera before we started that I had done a podcast about the abusive relationship I was in a few years ago. And I when I was in that relationship, I couldn't hear from friends or family. I could not hear it from anyone else. Like I had blinders on and I read that there's like an average of uh, someone going back seven times to their abuser before actually cut off. And I remember hearing that statistic and being like, this is fucked up. This, we know that it's seven times and there's not more, like we can't lessen that number a little bit. And I just wonder had, I mean, Instagram wasn't big back then when I was in that relationship, I, I had, I seen what I was feeling being told to me through this, like gorgeous, strong, feminine, like would maybe click differently? Would it had come out sooner? I did recognize I was in an abusive relationship. I still was kind of like, I mean, I tell the story all the time. I cheated on him to get out of the relationship. I knew that was the only thing you're raising your hand, Nina, like, oh, and pointing at yourself. He's like, <laughs> I mean, the fact that that's a universal shared fucked up thing we can all sit here and say we've been through, like, oh my, I, I just, I had such a, um, a, a, a gratefulness to you guys for, for what you're providing. And I'd love to hear about the fund. Can you tell me what is the fund and like what confidants and listeners like be involved? I would love to tell you about the fund. I'm so, I'm so, so excited about it. So I feel like something that we have always talked about is that empower is making healing more approachable and making it you know, easier for people to digest and take those first steps on. But we also need to make it accessible. And mm -hmm. right now, healing is just not accessible for people. There are so many systemic reasons mm -hmm. for that and just the blunt cost of therapy. You know, Healing mm -hmm. is really difficult. It takes time and it takes resources. And we, mm -hmm. do, we absolutely do not think that money should be you know, a barrier to anyone's healing. And right. so- yeah, so we wanted to create this Empower um, Healing Fund. It's a mutual aid fund. So funds are coming from our community members and then going back directly into the community to support survivors mm. within our Empower um, space, mm. which I also think is really beautiful because it's an example of you know community supporting each other. Um, mm. But yeah, right now we have almost 50 survivors that have signed wow. up to receive aids for this fund. Um, wow. We're only right now... Week. Yeah, in less than a week, in a couple of days. You're kidding. Wow. Yeah, so just a yeah. massive, a massive need out there. Wow. Yeah, and what's really powerful is we we ask people up front kind of them, how how would this really help? Um, and a lot of it is choosing between therapy or they're paying their bills mm. or just being able to like not have a second job to pay the bills mm. and like actually then have time for themselves. Like there's just so much. Yeah 
that we don't realize that fucking actually does impact healing and give you the space yeah. to actually decompress and like turn inward. Right. I pulled from y'all's Instagram, um, the financial cost from your, actually from your website, I am empower and empowered it's, it's spelled E M P W R.com linked below, uh, the financial cost of what survivors pay for, from their own pockets. Um, it was $122,461 is the average cost survivors of rape in over their lifetimes. $2,084 is the average cost for survivors who seek immediate medical care and 14% of survivors of sexual assault lose time from work as a result, which I don't think is big enough. Like I, I think we probably power through a lot of the pain and trauma, but what, what can people do? What's the best way to, is it donate time, money, sharing the resource? Like what's the best way for people to help survivors? Honestly, spreading the word. I think um, what we have right now is a, a GoFundMe is set up. We have a way to donate on our website, um, but sharing also who might need um, the fund that might want to apply. Mm. Um, so sharing mm. it with anyone that you know, because obviously our website has where to donate and that's an important piece of kind of the dual marketplace that we've kind of set up here. Yeah. Um, but also like we want as many people to apply as possible because essentially mm. what that proves is, okay, there is a need and we can, we can go bigger and better from there um, mm. as we continue to grow an additional community of people that we're realizing actually need to reach out for help and actively are doing so. Yeah. I wonder, this is like a complete side note. So like, forgive me for like shooting this idea so, so off track, but I've been really involved in like the crypto space recently. And I got on discord and I've been involved in these like discord communities. And I was like, holy shit, wouldn't it be great if like we could pull to get like the exact same way where it's like, where is community? It's online. Like you guys have over a hundred thousand followers. Like how do you two, you both just graduated college last year. Like how do you manage a hundred thousand people incoming i'm sure messages that aren't exactly emotionally easy to read all the time like how are you guys <laughs> oh my god that was such a uh process <laughs> of having to went, set up yeah. batteries it was wow a it was such a learning curve thank you that was a word mm. that i was using <laughs> i was looking for that word <laughs> um no, i remember we when it, when we first started, we would get flooded with, um, when we first started going viral, we would get flooded with comments of people sharing their story and then also mm. trolls showing up and oh, Issa right. is a badass bitch when it comes to like clapping back at trolls. I'm going to just delete this person. Like, fuck you. Delete, <laughs> blocked. Like, I was just like, I don't even want to deal with it. And Issa was like, no, this is a learning opportunity. We need Ooh, to <laughs> Good for you. A teachable moment. I but I think we both have, we kind of like d divvied up what, what happened because mm. she was so much better at like the comment section. And so I was like, great, you take the comments. That's a whole mess. I will mm. take the DMs and I'll do mm. that. So we, we kind of divvied up. So it wasn't just like, oh, we're getting inundated all the time. It's like, okay, right. how can we kind of break this up for the two of us to kind of set our own boundaries within ourselves, but also have the space to kind of do our own thing and bounce off each other and things like that. Mm. Yeah, and I think that 
a lot of the things that we received in our DMs, especially were people who really wanted, you know, more support from us. Mm -hmm. And while we both have experience, you know, like doing sort of that work, um, it, it's hard to do that through DM, you know, and it's, yeah. it's, not, it's not exactly the best uh, setup for supporting someone no. through trauma. Yeah. No, no, but no, 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 not, not the best place, but we are, yeah. <laughs> but we are really excited um, to start hosting some more events and hopefully some Ooh. more yeah, peer support type groups, um, oh, using amazing. that also as a way to help fundraise for our fund also. Um, mm. But I think it's so fun to just create, and we're also just really powerful to create those intentional spaces for survivors mm. to come together, feel validated, whether or not they're sharing their stories or just being in community together mm. and seeing mm -hmm. that other people have gone through similar things and are on this journey of healing and are going mm. through or having the same thoughts that you might have on a regular basis. And just like mm -hmm. knowing that and acknowledging that is so powerful for people. It's been really powerful for yeah. me and my healing to see mm. the amount of people resonating with our work and like the words that I'm writing that I'm pulling out of like my own therapy sessions. Like mm. it's, it's validating for me to see that, you know? And so like, I can't imagine like other people also, you know, receiving mm. that same validation. Yeah. I'm, I'm so curious to your guys' thoughts on like what, is healing right like there's no right answer and i talk about healing and sorry there's a fly like flying around my head ah! um also before we started it. recording <laughs> no i think it flew out of my hands um before we started recording you guys had mentioned you're like also we're afraid to like have fun and like do like talk about like funny things because this is such a heavy subject and i think like that kind of ties into healing right is like we're allowed to have this sort of like shared fucked up sense of humor about the subject or like heal in what the ways feel right to us but it's also not linear right like I'm not expecting to like follow a page and then all of a sudden like like you said dm my troubles and feel exonerated and validated and justified like what is healing what are we like providing people with what are the choices and options out there for us yeah. Um, I think it's, it's such a deep question because it's so mm. unique to every person. Um, the first thing that came to mind for me was it's a practice. You actually mm. have to just simply practice um, what, Oof. what helps you heal. Um, and whether that is expressing it to someone else, whether that is jour journaling it, whether that is going for a walk, um, I know whenever I have, of course, it's not linear. Whenever I have my my bad days, I know what I need in that moment because mm -hmm. of all the different ways that I've been able to learn those things about myself. I drive mm -hmm. straight to the beach and I walk along the beach and I hear the waves and I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I can just go a little bit more inward and do kind of a moving meditation and kind of like mm -hmm. walk along the beach. Yes. But I think healing is really knowing what works for you and knowing that you're going to have slipbacks. And then knowing that you can rely on yourself during those times. Like you can trust yourself mm. to know what's Oof. best for you in that moment. That's that was beautiful, Nina. 
I let you get back to this amazing, insightful, very important conversation, I wanted to tell you that this year, as we round out to the end of the year, we are doing seven days of giveaway on the Confidently Insecure Podcast Instagram. That is at Confidently Pod. If you're not already following, we have some amazing items to be giving away this year. It's not sponsored or anything. I just had so many amazing gifts and PR packages, and I've bundled them into seven gorgeous packages for the seven days of giveaway. I want you to enjoy all this beautiful stuff. We've got stuff like jewelry, vibrators, face creams, and skincare stuff that's really nice and bougie. And for our very first giveaway, you need to know the secret message, which this week it is. Here it comes. Santa's got a brand new bag. That's right. The message is Santa's got a brand new bag baby. Uh, and yeah, you go to the Instagram and you DM the secret message and you're automatically entered for the giveaway. Okay. Back to the show. (laughs) No, I mean, it's so like trusting yourself and like trusting your body, that kind of shit years to do like through somatic even like dance therapy or not even dancing, just like my, I love the mindful. What did you say? Meditative movement, movement, meditation, moving meditation. This is a new thing. I, I really love meditating. Anytime Same. I sit still and try to get inside my body, I no. get into it. I go into an anxiety spiral and I feel really trapped. Yes. And so I'm like, I, but if I'm walking, if I'm okay, so that's what I do. That is- I've never heard it explained exactly what I feel when someone's, you know, I've been talking about meditation for years. I did a Buzzfeed video about it where you wear a head measures how good you are at meditating. And I was like trash at it, but there is something about like watching them where it's not that I'm escaping, but I'm so present. And my therapist was like, no, that's, that's mindfulness. Like you are and I was like, oh my God, so you mean there's more options for me out there? I'm not like doing it wrong. I digress. Um, I wanted to ask, I think there's such a shame, I guess is the best word to think of it when, you know, not only someone might be talking about a subject like this, but reposting it maybe, or like coming to terms with saying, you know what, I feel comfortable enough to post this to my story because I'm letting people know that I resonate with this or, you know, owning that, you know, maybe not necessarily a label, but that conversation. Do you guys have any advice for people who don't know how to do that yet with people? Now I know what you're thinking, Kelsey, when did you become obsessed with cowboy boots. Well, did you forget that I was raised in Florida? Are you forgetting I'm a little country girl by heart? I even wore my Tacovas recently when I went on a ski trip with my family to Colorado. I wore my white Tacovas when I went to the Taylor Swift concert. And if you didn't think you would need cowboy boots anytime soon, uh, might I remind you that Beyonce just dropped her little country album and you're going to need some Tacovas. Tacovas is my favorite boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to hair boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 
time-honored individual steps. And Tacova's is Western to their core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples, trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, and they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to one of their stores, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. People in their lives that they love, like, you know, it's sort of like a coming out story to family members or maybe new partners. What do you guys, what do you guys think of that? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. feel like my first, yeah, no, that's the way that you likened it to coming out. I feel like really, really accurate. <laughs> over and over and over. And it is because it is like, it's a continuous process of like mm. owning that, you know, experience. I feel like for me, I starting small is helpful. I think that mm. you don't have to feel like you need to bear your soul and give the details and claim mm. a label all at once. And for everyone in your life, you don't need to do that. I think that there's sometimes this kind of like there's like shame on one side of like you aren't ready to claim this label and there's shame mm. from you know other people about claiming it but there's also some shame on the other side of like why aren't you fully empowered yet why aren't you ready to claim this why aren't you ready <laughs> oh to like, wow yeah shout your story from the rooftop you know and i think mm. that you shouldn't like neither should be like these experiences right so i think that starting small like even if that's just sharing, like, yeah, you know, like, I, like, I, I relate to like that, you mm. know, piece about sex feeling like a performance, you know, or like, mm. I, I, I relate to like this piece, you know, I think that's also why we post um, a lot of content that's not super survivor specific, but mm. kind of more broad on healing and like broad on trauma, because I think mm. it does. I think that, I mean, the conversations around trauma relate to so many other like things too. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, that's also intentional on our end of trying to make people feel a little bit more comfortable with, with sharing our content because it's not mm. all super, super survivor heavy. Mm. Yeah. I was going to say something so similar um, mm. in terms of advice, advise on share, starting to share things that are more systemic that affect mm. everyone um, and starting there and opening the door to your loved ones. If you're not ready to talk about a personal experience, but mm. can you talk about, hey, like, why is it that for so long felt like they owe men some sort of sexual encounter after they like, can we, let's unpack that first. (laughs) How does that feel to talk about that with your loved ones? And then you can gauge whether it's actually going to be psychologically and emotionally safe for Mm. you to then Mm. have that conversation about your personal story. Once Mm. you know, okay, this is how their general views are. Because Mm yours like Mm. you don't need to share it with everyone just because you feel like you should just because they're your family members Mm. of my family don't know my every detail of my story Mm. of course because sometimes Mm. that's not what's best for me and my healing to share that Mm. um so gauging whether it's safe for you to have that conversation with whoever you're choosing to have it with and knowing that you don't have to tell them that was so big to say too and i i i see the same thing about coming out it's like if safe for you where you live or the community you live in like don't fucking don't like you you it's already hard enough that you're not able to live your authentic truth or whatever that is to you like it's same thing where if 
you know, I think every, you know, whether you want to call yourself a survivor or if you want to own the word victimhood or whatever it is, I feel like there's a fear of not being believed, right? Like that I'm not going to be believed and I'm going to have to live with these people or I have to see them often, or maybe I still have to live with the abuser, whatever it is. Is there any tangible advice to give someone on the idea of believe being believed? I think that a lot of times, like the disbelief that we face from society or our loved ones can be combated by belief in ourselves and like trust in our own experiences. I think that's really easier said than done because I mean, <laughs> we have, we have this entire page and we still struggle with, with mm. like self doubt. You know, mm. I know that I still do. And I still, you know, like harbor feelings towards like, you know, my own experience for sure. And like believing in myself and trusting myself. And I think that for me, building a really strong like connection with my intuition and like my internal mm. body was what was really helpful for me because I was able to start realizing like even if other people are not trusting me or aren't feeling the same as me, I can trust what I feel and I can trust what mm. is going on in my body. And mm. if that's the one thing that I can believe in myself, like that's what's most important. So I love different like intuition building practices. I really love tarot and like oracle cards. Mm. I think it's a really fun <laughs> way to like tap into your intuition and like mm. tap into that self-reflection um but even like easy things of tapping into like okay what what type of like dinner do I want to have tonight you know like think about it for a second mm. and like actually make a decision that you can like sit with you know I think there are so many mm. ways that we can bring in like intuition more into our life um mm. but that's been the thing that's helped helped me the most when I've been facing that type of doubt I have such a different approach, and I love that for us so much. Um, <laughs> we need the spectrum, baby. We need we need it all. <laughs> no, because it's so true. Like that is so helpful. I, the way that I kind of validate myself sometimes is that I remind myself that the patriarchy is in my head and is in there to silence me mm -hmm. and to silence all women who have experienced trauma, to silence all survivors who have experienced trauma, in order to maintain the structure of the hierarchy of the patriarchy. And so I just, I'm like, anytime I'm having a self doubt, I'm like, this is what they want you to think. Don't do, you know, I'm like, don't give in. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, and, and that's honestly how I've, I've helped some of my friends that have come to me as I'm like, Hey, remember, mm -hmm. like you, you are invalidating your own experience, but that is actually the patriarchy wants and what white supremacy wants and what all these different structures and systems are, are doing in order to keep the oppressed oppressed, right? Mm -hmm. So that we don't upend and cause chaos. Um, yeah. and, and I'm here to cause chaos. So <laughs> chaos makers. I love that both for you. Um, yeah. Chaos. Oh, that's I'm like such a fucking internet person. I'm like chaotic. Good. What a great, like nonprofit name. Uh, here, fuck shut up. Um, you made me think Dana, when you said like, when your friends come to you, I wonder if there's any advice you could give our listeners from both of you. If someone in your life does come to you, because I learned in this actual, it was an, it was an embodied sexual wellness class that I took over the pandemic, um, from one of my dear friends, Marley list, love her. And she taught me something. Oh, she's amazing. You guys, I need to connect you if you don't already know each other. She's like one of my favorite people. Uh, 
taught me something that I was like, oh, wow, this was 31 years that it took me to learn this unlearning thing. But she was like, Kelsey, when someone is talking about their trauma or, or, you know, violence or sexual trauma, you don't need to always hand them a tissue. Like you don't need to stop the pain. And I'm such a fixer and God forbid anyone fucks with my loved one. Like I am just like, okay, wrap up the crying because like kill somebody you know i'm i'm very solution focused and it's hard for me to live in the pain i think because obviously we see things in people that we don't like about ourselves and i think i have a hard time like sitting in that i i like nina get a little claustrophobic in my own shit so like do you have some tips or tricks for people about like necessarily always handing the tissues or what is the right way to guide or be there with a friend who's going through like kind of their healing journey no, we do this with each other all the time, too. <laughs> um, which is so funny because now I can recognize like when we're both like basically therapizing each other, where we're like playing that first role. Um, but we basically validate what they're going through. And like the first mm. the first thing that I always end up saying is like, yeah, that that <laughs> sucks. Like, yeah, like mm. keep going, like keep talking about it because like I'm here to listen and I'm and I know that it's, that it's true and I believe you, whatever you're saying and, mm. and I'm here to listen and yeah, it, it does suck like that, that mm. sucks. Um, and mm. just to, just to be there with them and to, to recognize that that this is a shitty situation. And sometimes there was, there wasn't a better reason. There's, sometimes it just is shit and you just mm. need someone else to sit there with you and be like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I get it. I've been in your mental shoes and maybe in the physical same experience as you, but like I've felt that way in other experience that I've had. And I know that that sucks. Hmm. Yeah. I think for me too, I always, I try to ask people what they need in that moment. Mm -hmm. I tend Mm -hmm. to lead with anger. Like that's how I feel about my (laughs) situations. I'm like, Mm -hmm. fuck this, like fuck the patriarchy, Mm -hmm. fuck the system. Like let's make some change. Like, that's mm. always been how I internalize these things, but that's not the same for everybody. And it's not mm. definitely not the same for every survivor. And it's not even the same for me every moment that, you know, I'm in. So I think leading to is like a little curiosity first, like, are you looking for, you know, me to be angry with you, someone to like be pissed with? Are you looking for, you know, that support? Are you looking mm. for, you know, like me to help you like with, with some tangible things, you know, mm. like, I think that giving the person in that moment some power and like control over Mm. how you show up for them is also really important. Mm, I love that. Again, I love that we're covering like two sides of the same coin with you guys. Like you have such different and falling under the umbrella of the same category, which is, is, I think you guys, you're so successful because you guys work so well together. Um, Saw something on, was it your Instagram story today or maybe it was your highlights reel, but it was asking about or talking about sexual pleasure after violence and trauma. And, you know, I've talked with Marley about this and she does such an amazing job of talking about like, kind of what does that mean and, and what feels good. And, you know, she has a bunch of great resources, but I'd love to hear from you guys. Like, what advice do you have for someone who maybe doesn't need to claim a label of survivor or trauma yet, but they 
like sex is such a fucking tricky thing anyway without or history of violence attached to it but what what are like first steps and is i love what you said earlier about like your intuition this is because it, it it reminds me of like gut like trusting your gut and like going inward on that and like learning what does that mean and i love the thing that you said about just like they do that is being like what do i really want for dinner i'm like that's such a good way of putting like the idea of just trusting your gut or you know oh, yeah. walking down a dark like whatever it is like what are the first steps i think in in to someone who maybe wants to learn more about how evolve and change for them post trauma yeah i mean the first thing that i want to say is that like we all have a fucked up relationship with sex <laughs> and no, yeah just like just like by nature of like the patriarchal heteronormative like mononormative like culture that we live in like we all have a fucked up relationship with sex and <laughs> no one like no one knows how to say what they want or like mm. no one even knows what they want like it is so mm. hard to even like get to that first step of like what do you desire like what do you find mm. pleasurable like this is mm. something that i sit with for myself often i have always viewed myself as like a very sexual positive sexually empowered mm. mm-hmm. person like from an early age on like i always felt that about myself and then i took a step back and i was like hold on what what do i actually like though like what mm. do i actually want and what do i like mm-hmm. and that is to me, like the biggest first step is like getting mm. comfortable with the things that you want and figuring mm. it's a big like self-reflection and like self-understanding process of just like, what do you want? What like turns you on? What are you really curious about? Like, mm. what are you really not curious about? You know, like there's so many things that like, just so many questions that you can like mm. ask yourself to kind of start that journey of like mm. unearthing what you want. Cause we're really not taught to be connected with mm-hmm. our desire or our pleasure. Like that's been super disconnected for so many of us. So like tapping back into like that pleasure too. And it doesn't always mm. have to be sexual pleasure. Like the concept mm. of pleasure too is much broader than that. I mean, food is related to pleasure, entertainment. Mm. Like there are so many ways that we get pleasure throughout our life. And so if you're maybe not totally comfortable with diving into that, you know, sexual pleasure piece, start Mm. thinking about other things in your life that bring you pleasure and like do more of that. If Mm. dancing brings you pleasure, do more of it, you know, like, and I think that's like such a beautiful way to just start the Mm. process of like reconnecting with what you actually Mm. want and desire. Mm -hmm. Mm. Fantastic answer. (laughs) Yeah. Um, the other thing that I, that I will add is, especially when it comes to sex, of course, there's not, there can be just solo sex and it can just be with yourself, but there's oftentimes other people involved. Um, and yes, knowing what you want is really important, but even now I, I pretty much know what I want. Even now I find it difficult. And sometimes I have to overcome the the weird and energy of actually communicating that. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> practicing the actual communication of what you want with someone else. And and we like to kind of talk about sexual empowerment as making sure emotionally, psychologically, physically safe with whoever mm. you're participating in a sexual experience with mm. in order to actually then tap into what you want and then feel that and feel the pleasure from actually receiving what you want. Mm. Because it, it is it is a complex experience, right? There's a lot of people involved. Everyone has their own desires and things like that. So actually practicing 
that communication is a whole nother level of challenge um, mm. that no one's alone in, in feeling. Um, we feel it. <laughs> we like we like to say that we're we're sexually empowered women, but it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's a miracle anyone's coming at all, like through what we have been through, what women have gone through, like just you saying that I'm like, oh yeah, to not only have your own, but then be matched with someone else too, that they're going through their own stuff. And sometimes more than one person involved, like it's a miracle. Like when it, and I also love what you said, Issa, about like, and it doesn't even have to be with sex. It can be pleasure with like bu- building your own solo relationship or, or building the relationship with someone else. What does pleasure mean? Like you guys are both blowing my mind and I thought I was fucking well-versed in this shit. So I, I appreciate you both. And I'm so sad to say we have to wrap up like this has gone so quick and so wonderfully. I want to know, I mean, like I said, you guys both just graduated last year. You have this incredible community that you're building. What do you both hope to come in the future from I am empower? What do you guys see for the future of this, this community? I really just see, I really just see this turning into like even more of a community. I really hope that we get to host more events and have more of those, you know, ways that we're connecting with each other more, you know, beyond just Instagram. I think that's the biggest hope that I have. Hmm. Yeah, that and just continuing on on the journey of making healing approachable, but also accessible. I think, I think that's our next Hmm. step is, is of course, we want to make sure that it's really approachable and we're meeting people where they are and Hmm. expanding that community but also how can we do more and making it more accessible because that is such an important piece. And that's such a piece that we care so deeply about. Yeah. I, I thought that was going to be the last question, but then I thought of one because you guys are just so intelligent and smart and you got my brain cooking on like a million things. Like there was something too, we, we talked about before we started recording of just like, you never want to invalidate or like compare experiences of like, Oh, my trauma wasn't as, it's not like, listening to this and like hearing something that's resonating with them. How do we, how do we own that? Like, I guess, Nina, when you said earlier, it was like that icky feeling or like that step into looking into it. Like sometimes people are like, I'm not opening that fucking Pandora's box. I'm going to put that the fuck away for a very long time. You know, that's what I did. I did it for years and years, but like, what's the first step in (laughs) power? I was going to say, um, <laughs> that's like an easy given. <laughs> oh, I really do think that it is such, such a, a big, important piece of it is having conversations mm. with each other about it and kind of just like destigmatizing, having a very normal conversation with your mom or your sister, your cousin, your best friend about, and actually being open and honest, like, Hey, I actually like, I don't want this to be like kind of a humorous situation. Like, can I actually mm. just like tell you that? Last night I had sex with the person. I kind of felt like I needed to, and I didn't like that. It kind of made me feel icky. Mm. I don't know what to call that, but like, I didn't like that. Uh, Oh my God, that has happened to me like 10 times. Like, Mm -hmm. and then you just can actually start to have more of that open and vulnerable conversation with each other Mm -hmm. because so much of validation and internal validation is the fact that it's actually being normalized. Mm-hmm. normalizing that the way that you feel and so yes number one go to him empower because we do normalize all of those things mm-hmm. and all those experiences and, and validate that but also just practice having those conversations with your friends and realizing that's not just you how you alone are experiencing it and feeling mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with you about feeling that way mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I couldn't even say it better myself. I feel like the only thing that I would, no, that was perfect. I feel like the only thing that I would add is while we don't focus on, you know, the sharing of your story, um, for me, that was really my first step was writing mm. down, you know, my experience and putting it on, <sighs> putting it on paper in a way that I was able to look at it and be like, this is real. And like, this mm. happened and it's on paper and I can see it and I can read it mm. and that's out there. And, you know, even though we don't focus on that piece of, of, you know, sharing people's stories and sharing survivor stories, that is a really great first step. If you're even having mm. trouble acknowledging what happened to you is to mm. put it on paper or whichever way, you know, speaking it out loud, a voice memo, whatever feels right to you, just getting it out there in a way and like claiming your voice, but putting it mm. out there like into the ether can even mm. just be helpful in, you know, and mm. then starting your ability to have those conversations too. I think it's only appropriate that, you know, tying it back to what we said about sense of humor that I end this with one of my somehow favorite Amy Schumer jokes that's from 20, oh gosh, this is all where she says, we as women, we've all been a scotch raped. We've all looked back at that and been like, was that fucking rape? Was that right? Like the fact that we can all have that and be like oh yeah we should be talking about this you guys um oh gosh that was such an old one i have to look up what that's from but um, i appreciate both of you guys so so much i think what you're doing is fucking awesome definitely we will link below where people can find you guys as well as the fund but for those who are listening where do you guys want to be found oh well first on instagram at i'm in power e-m-p-w-r we just removed all the vowels there you go. Um, and then our website is also the same, Empower. I'm empower.com. Um, and then my personal Instagram is at Nina Randolph. Um, and then Isa. Yeah, my Instagram is Isa.bogart. Give us Amazing. a Amazing. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Confidants, make sure again. I got the links below if not for anything just to go follow this amazing page that's very therapeutic and beautiful and you know you can dm to a friend or screenshot share in your your girl group chat um what you guys is doing so so it's so valuable so thank you guys and to be right out god damn what was i doing for 10 years before any impactful work i'm fucking applaud this shit out of y'all uh confidence that's it for this week don't forget to rate this five stars on itunes it really helps so we can spread more amazing messages like this like i am in power uh you can find us at confidently pod and you can always write to us at confidently insecure podcast at gmail.com and we will see you next week <laughs>